Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hope you're having a good Tuesday. Hot, hot out there again. Please be careful. Please stay cool. There's a lot of stuff to get into today. It will start with the defense of someone. Somebody's got to defend themselves to start this show. We got some good thoughts to send out where we didn't think they were going to be needed. We got some deals signed in sports. We got a big deal around these parts that people are talking about when it comes to the Texas Longhorns. We may even try to check in at Cowboys Camp a little later in the show. Here we go on a Tuesday. It is Chad and Zay. I am Chad Hastings, and I do not really feel the need to have to defend myself today. But I am joined, as always, by the one and only Isaiah Collier, and I think he's got a little defending he needs to do right about now. What's up, Zay? What up, Chad? Yo, like the Tower crew, Craig, Jeff, Cam, y'all better put some respect on my name. <laughs> Bizarro Bell Dudley out here talking crazy like your boy couldn't get up. Yeah, I might have messed up the bet with Michael Griffin, but I can still get up. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I put the tweet out there of me throwing it down. Don't get it mistaken for Dwayne Wade. No, that's your boy. <laughs> that's your boy. So put some respect on my name, please. All right. I'm so sorry, Zay. Once again, I am the old man trying to find. Oh, you know what it is? Here's what it is. Now, this is the old man comment of the day. Have you noticed that on the new version of Twitter, instead of every new thing being at the top, it's at the bottom? Have you noticed that? I have to go all the way to the bottom of stuff to find it now? Yeah, it's a little weird. Is that my problem? Because I can't find you dunking. Why can't I find you dunking? I, I, I sent you the message. You did? Okay. Yeah. See, you now you know. You're like, you I'm go. Working, yeah, I just got... <laughs> I'm working with this old bastard. I got to <laughs> dead gum it. All right, there you are. Okay, hang on. First of all, let me watch this video. Yeah, man, check it out. And make sure. How long ago are we talking about? Uh, don't worry about oh, that. Oh, come yeah, it on. It was a while ago. Come it was a while ago. on. You know what I'm saying? Let me just say Charles Barkley in his prime. <laughs> let me just say that. The power, the physicality. The get out of my wayness oh. <laughs> of that—that that is exactly what you're getting there. So let me get this retweeted. Yeah, I gotta yeah. let everybody know. I, I appreciate the love. The only thing me and Charles Barkley have in common is that we both like donuts and pizza. That's probably it. Basketball-wise, mm, not much, but yeah, I'll take it. I'll yeah. take anything right now because, like the tower, they were talking crazy on your boy. It is crazy. Yeah, I mean, and and again, no disrespect. No disrespect to the other two people in this discussion because, correct me if I'm wrong, the question was, who can dunk now? I guess who can dunk better or who has the ability to dunk? It was you, Mark Henry, and Cameron Parker. Yeah, because Cam apparently got up yesterday and threw one down. Okay. And I had to, you know, make sure I got the facts. He said he threw it down with a 
actual basketball. I don't think it was 28.5 or a tennis ball Dude. or volleyball. Yeah. Like, it was full regulation. So I still need film. Uh-huh. And to be honest, we got this new court out here. And I know it's hot. But, hey. That's true. Cam, he might have to show me something. Because I got proof now. There's proof out there that your boy could get up once upon a time. Again, you asked when it was. Uh, it might have been or maybe around 10 years ago. But that's okay. I, that's, that's okay. I put on a few more LBs. It's all right now. A couple weeks ago. Yeah, I'm What's a shooter say? now. I'm a passer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not that high athlete that you once knew. But, Cam, yeah, we got a goal now out here, mm-hmm. and you out here talking about you got up yesterday, I need to see the proof. If there ain't no video out there, I need to see the proof. Because I do always compare Cameron Parker to Alex Caruso, mm-hmm. and he might be living up to that. He I, might be really living up to the I think Aggie Ka- brother of yours. I think Cameron Parker is probably springier than some people would give him credit for. And I would also say the same thing about Mark Henry. He is such a freakishly good athlete. I'm not going to put anything past Mark Henry. Oh, no. Anything. Unless you're saying, like, can Mark Henry beat Usain Bolt today in a 100-meter sprint? I'd probably say no. But in terms of this kind of stuff, I'm like, you know what? I've seen Mark recently. He's in great shape. He's still Mark Henry. So I would think it's possible. I think there should have been a more of a full discussion, and you did not get your credit. Here's what I like, though, is what I tell people happened behind the scenes. Zay was very insulted by this, but then he walked over to the studio, opened the door to Cameron, and goes, so you dunked, huh? He goes, yeah. First question out of Zay's mouth, with a real ball? Cameron was going to say, actually, it was a a hard-boiled egg. I'm sorry. My bad. There's a difference, man. What's the difference? I remember when guys around me, when we were in like junior high basketball, that time where you're first, some guys are first able to just dunk and just get there, and guys would start with the tennis ball. That was the thing. You'd start practicing with the tennis ball. And that and then you'd work your way up. Tennis balls, then they'd try like softballs, baseballs, and work your way to a basketball. Yeah. Because at that time at that time you couldn't do that. So I had friends that could do the tennis ball. Nobody could do the b- basketball during those days. But uh, there you go. Zay thought he needed to defend himself. Get on Twitter and check out Zay Dunking at Ain't that underscore Zay. I'm at C Hastings 1049, and I just retweeted him. By the way, one of the greatest photos that I see going around social media right now is Mark Henry when he had the braids and whatnot during his wrestling days, mm-hmm. rocking the James Harden jersey, and people saying this is how James Harden looks now trying to get out of Philly. One of the greatest photos that you see yeah. out right now. And, and kind of rude to our man Mark. Uh, A little bit rude. A little bit rude. A little rude. But also... Mark knows what he is. James Harden wakes up every other day wishing that he was the athlete Mark Henry is. Let me Very just say true. That. Let me just say that. Okay? To defend Mark Henry. <laughs> I'm going to defend sexual chocolate and defend the world's strongest man on that one. Oh, All right. Man. So, hey, speaking of basketball, we got to start with something we didn't think we would need to start with, but we got to send best wishes, get well wishes out to LeBron's son, Bronny. He is stable. He is out of ICU, but he had a cardiac arrest event. This is the oldest son of LeBron, the one that's at USC. He's going to be a freshman this year at USC. We would assume it's a one-and-done situation for uh, LeBron's kid. So a really scary deal here, Zay, but they were able to revive him. I don't know, I guess maybe CPR or just get him to the hospital, but uh, they say he's you know, he's okay now. He's out of ICU at least. He's stable. Um, and outside of that, they're trying to ask for respect and people to just chill out on it. But, man, I hope Bronny, obviously hope Bronny James is going to be okay and maybe there's something going on with him that – Medically, they didn't know about, but maybe this keys them into it? 
Yeah, yeah, very scary when anybody goes down something like this in sports, you're terrified from it. And what we saw with DeMar Hamlin this past NFL season, that just makes the stakes even higher when anything like this happens. It just happens to be somebody with a highlight name like Bronny James, the son of LeBron James. So, yeah, hopefully everything's on all right. You know, he's already out of ICU, which is incredible. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, we just never know. Like, you, at the end of the day, this is one of the best athletes out there. So you never think about these things happening to D1 premier athletes. And, you know, it could happen to anybody. And that's what's really scary about it. So, yeah, hopefully the James family is all right. And Bron and Bronny's doing well. And he could get back to being a college student, a college athlete. So off of this story, Zay, I got to send an email from the Director of Communications and Marketing at the American Heart Association, sending out some national media and information uh, off of this story, because obviously they know how big it is. So shout out to them for getting some information out. How about this scary stat? About 7,000 young people between the ages of 6 and 19 experience sudden cardiac arrest every year. It says nearly 20% of those happen out of the home, often on a court or field. Jeez. Scary stuff. Obviously, get you to the discussion of you know of CPR, but also of uh, having the uh, you know having AEDs around the uh, you know uh, defibrillators to you know to help out. Um, so there's a obviously that discussion will kind of ramp up, I'm sure, with uh, Bronny James going through something. So uh, again, hope he is going to be all right. And hey, if you're out there and you're feeling something, I'm a guy in my late 40s. And usually it's men that won't respond to stuff like that. If you're feeling some chest pains or whatever, get in and, and get it checked out. I was thankful. They found something on a physical of mine a couple years ago, and I took a stress test. They found some like numbers they didn't like, and then they found that there was a blockage. And eventually with the stress test, I found out blood flow was normal, but the number freaked them out. So it was we had to go in and look at it, but I've got like some like calcium buildup or whatever, but it's built up in such a way that's not hurting me. But they needed to find that out. So um, if you you know have those situations going on, please get that checked out. Uh, so all the best to Bronny James. Uh, also today, all the best to these dudes signing some serious contracts. We'll start in the NFL where yesterday we told you Saquon Barkley was part of the Zoom call and hadn't signed a deal yet, didn't, hadn't signed the franchise tender, and he did not sign the franchise tag, but they did come up with a deal, a one-year deal. So... Maybe six, one, half dozen, the other here. One year, $11 million, 10.1 guaranteed. There's some incentives built in. There's no, he doesn't have a no franchise tag clause, so they could tag him again after next year. But Zay, this is big news, obviously, for Giants fans. It's a what's up to Cowboy Eagles and Washington fans that this dude is in camp and he will be with the Giants moving forward. Yeah, you know he's a team player at the end of the day. He didn't want to go about it this way, and the fact that they came to a solution, that's big time for the New York Giants. But you know, all the people saying, oh, he just got $1 million more than the average value, like $1 million is a lot of money. Now, taxes are crazy in New York. You have yeah. A-Rod during the Yankees talking about he was living in Florida. You remember those days? <laughs> but, hey, at the end of the day, Saquon Barkley, he's a good teammate. He understands that 
you don't have many years to play in the NFL at a high level that he can play at. So playing now when this team, even though I don't think they have Super Bowl aspirations, they did make some noise with Brian Dayball last year being the Minnesota Vikings mm-hmm. and then losing to the Philadelphia Eagles in the playoffs. So we're going to talk about the NFC East later, and he probably thinks that they're right there. Now I know it probably grinds his gears to see all the money that Daniel Jones has got with what he's done throughout the course of his career compared to Saquon but at the end of the day if you want to play football and you know you got to understand the value of the running back right now which isn't very high but he took what he could got and yeah the Giants should be in a good situation so I looked up the incentive thing I've never really done this on a contract but I decided to look with Saquon because we've talked about all the different things so his incentives are he gets equal money it's that extra million dollars split evenly um, so 333,000 for each of these. 1300 rushing yards, 11 touchdowns and 65 catches. So 1300 rushing yards. He's done that twice in his career and he did it last year. Just over 1312. He the 11 touchdowns, he's only done one time. Last year he only had 10. And 65 catches. He's only done it once. Last year he had 57. So one of the numbers he was slightly over, two of the numbers he was slightly under in terms of what they are having him try to hit uh, for that extra million. And that's the thing. Like, when you come in and you know you're the best player on the team, a lot of the time you're a decoy. So those 10 touchdowns, they're not 16 or 17 because once you get on that goal line, if you're a good coach and all eyes are on you and you got eight in the box trying to stop you and you have a dual-threat quarterback like Daniel Jones, you're going to do a lot of RPO stuff mm-hmm. where, hey, we're acting like we're going to give it to Saquon, and then Daniel Jones, who has really good feet, he'll be able to get in the end zone and that's why his stats have looked better year after year. So I get by like all these running backs who know they're the best players on offense, like a Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry, and Saquon Barkley, why they're frustrated that, man, I'm not getting paid like the best player on the team. And we heard Nick Chubb say it when we played uh, his little snippet yesterday, like, hey, the better you do, the less value you are because you're beat up. Mm-hmm. And they don't, you know, they don't trust that. And we mm-hmm. know the stats on when you turn 27, you decline, you decline, you decline. And that's just what it is. So running back, it's brutal right now. And, you know, we'll see We'll see what happens with everybody else. Josh Jacobs, is he going to sit out or is he going to realize? Because that's not the same situation. No. Like, at all. Like, the Giants, I think they could get better this year, even with the success that they had this past season going to the playoffs and stuff, and I got the Raiders picked last in the AFC West. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to have a tough road. Like, how, how can you not Especially if last? Denver gets even a little better. Right. They're really going to have a tough one. That's, that's a good point. Uh, and like Zay said, a little later on at 1 o'clock, we'll dig into the NFC East and AFC East. We thought they'd be good to put together, not just because they both have East in there, but there's a lot of big-time names and teams, and they play each other this year. So the Cowboys division plays Aaron Rodgers division this year, not to mention Buffalo and, and New England and all the rest. So we'll get into that breakdown. So Saquon Barkley signs and it's eleven million for this year. Now, on the high side of the money, there's another deal that was signed. Parents, I want you to listen to us really quickly. Uncle Chad and Uncle Zay have a message for you. If you think your kid is a multifaceted athlete and you're thinking to yourself, should I push him towards football, basketball, or baseball? The answer is one of the second two I said. The answer, 
for the financial part of it. If you're thinking long-term finances and durability and how to not have him beaten well, up as much. You saw what uh, what's my friend, the France dude's name with the money that the Saudis are trying to throw him. Oh, Mbappe. Mbappe. Or, or soccer. Yeah. Right, or <laughs> soccer. Okay. But of, the, but of those three main dogs we deal with, if you can, if they can hit the jump shot and they can hit the curveball, I might lean them that way because the key word is guaranteed. All the money, every penny is guaranteed, which brings us to Jalen Brown of the Celtics. We told you because of an all-NBA team nod, he got – he got slotted up to where he could get the Supermax. He signed the Supermax. Five years, $304 million. That is the richest contract in the history of the NBA, surpassing what Jokic had. And Zay, he gets every single solitary dime of that money. Yeah, and it's just pretty ridiculous but salute to Jalen Brown get as much as you can at the end of the day I mean his great 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 grandkids are set for life that's the type of stuff that he's on right now and it's hard for me to even just process somebody that yes he's a good player but He's not top 10 in the league. See, I was going to ask that exact question. If I told you and just said, give me the best players in the NBA right now, how far before you say Jalen Brown? 15? 20? Maybe that. Top 20. Is he top 20? Yes. Okay. Yes, he's top 20. And he he just signed that Supermax. By the way, Jason Tatum is up for this very thing next summer. And again, he's their best player. So if you're Jason Tatum, you're like, I better be making more than him, but... Tatum's looking like 350 for me, right? (laughs) You got three? How how's everyone else gonna get paid? That's what I'm saying. Oh like, well, you, just... it's gonna be them. They're gonna have to play some two on five. I think we understand that, right? They're gonna have to play. There's a famous game years ago where Rick Barnes was coaching at Clemson against North Carolina, and so many guys had fouled out, and he didn't have some guys available. He literally turned to the official and gave him the line from Is it Hoosiers? My team's on the court. He had to do that. He had to play four on five. Wow. At one point. They said to go into a weird zone that he thought up. Um, yeah. Okay, so I got a list right here of who Jalen Brown isn't better than. Okay. Nikola Jokic. He ain't better than him. He yeah. ain't better than Steph Curry. Right. He ain't better than Giannis. Yeah. He ain't better than Kevin Durant. He ain't better than Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. He ain't better than his teammate Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. He ain't better than Luka. Uh-huh. He ain't better than, mm, I'll take him over Kawhi just because Kawhi's not durable. Now you're at eight. He ain't better than Jimmy Butler. Nine. Mm, I don't think he's, I'll take Book over him. I, barely, though. LeBron, yes. Yep. SGA, and Chef Gidros Alexander. Um, yeah, I'll take SGA. You're at 12. Go ahead. All right, you're at 12. 12, 12 to 15 uh, then? Yeah, I'm looking at – I'll take him over Ja because Ja be playing with guns. Um, so that's 13? You're at 13 right there. You said you'd take Jalen Brown. Yeah. Okay. All I, right. I'd barely take him over Donovan Mitchell. I don't know if I'll take him over Dame, but Dame's 33. So that's why. So, yeah, so we're talking about top 15. Let's, let, let's, let's be nice to him and say top 15 kind of talent just got all-time number one money. 
That is amazing. This dude struggles with his left hand, man. You can find like a 10-minute compilation of Jalen Brown struggling to dribble with his left hand, getting ripped in the playoffs and stuff. Like, it's it's just crazy. It's crazy where the Dream Team and Michael Jordan have taken the NBA, and now here we are, and guys are making over $300 Okay, so let me give a comparison, and you just mentioned Jordan. I think this is a great way to compare it for people, for who didn't grow up when, when I did. At the end of Michael's career, they were trying to pack things in, and he had deferred money and deferred money to, get, to have guys. Michael Jordan made $36 million for the last season he played in Chicago. And I remember the mind-boggling idea of that. Michael's making what? But, of course, the argument then immediately came back. Think of all he's given them. Think of all that he helps them, the money he creates, all that stuff, the Nike deals and everything. So Michael made 36 in that last year. Jalen Brown, in when this kicks in in 24-25, will make 52.3 for that season. And Zay, for the 28-29 season, the last one of this deal, he'll make $69.1 million. Good grief. Just think about that for a second. 69.1. That is $25 million more than Patrick Mahomes will make this year, if I've got my numbers right in my head. About that. About $25 million difference in a yearly salary to play basketball versus playing football. Again, parents, if your kid can hit the mid-range jumper, if your kid can hit the free throw, or if your kid can hit the curveball, or maybe can throw the curveball, yeah, I'd lean him that way. And it's going to be interesting what Jalen Brown we see these next few years because they always say, hey, oh, it's his contract year. This is why he's going crazy. A lot of guys – get lazy once they get the money. They don't have that same drive. They're not showing up to the gym. They're not doing the things that got them that money. Or is he going to flip it because he knows all the pressure is on him and say, oh, I got to prove that I'm the highest paid player in the league. I'm not leaving the gym. I'm working on my left hand. I'm going for MVP. Me and Jason Tam, people are going to have to argue who's the best player. I got to prove to everybody that's questioning do I deserve this? Wrong. That's the J.J. Watt theory. That's what J.J. said when he got a ton of money. He said, now i got to go prove that I'm worth this. I, I, human nature would tell mo- – I mean, 98 99% of us would not think that way. Right? How in the world could you have an edge? <laughs> right? How could your edge not go away? I'm going to make how much? Yeah. 52 in a year? Good Lord. Hey, you want to go shoot some free throws? No, not really. Yeah. All the money Michael Jordan made – he retired three times, Chad, right. from being worn out for not having that same drive uh-huh. due to multiple things that happened in his life. But that one of the greatest guy, guys of all time when it comes to being a competitor retired three times because all those occasions, the last one obviously he didn't have anything left, but those first two, there he was just exhausted and – Again, you're absolutely right. Like, how do you continue to find motivation? Like, that's when that's when you got to start going in dark places and just picking up petty grudges and fights and stuff. Oh yeah, Trey Young called me a bitch or oh, something like that. Like, that's where you're going to. Right. Like, exactly. he, like I, I, it gets real dark to where you're making up stuff just to find something. Like, I, anything that you can make up to give you anything, like. As a coach, if I'm Missoula, I'd be like, yo, man, Jalen, you heard what they were saying? These coaches around, I've been talking to coaches, these coaches don't think you deserve the money. 
They yeah. don't think you're that good. They think we should have traded you. This and that, just to push his buttons, and hopefully he says, all right, I'm going to prove them wrong. Yeah, the only guy to me that had the mentality to pull it off is, is gone, sadly, and it's Kobe. Kobe had that mentality. Where yeah. Even though he's getting helicoptered to practice and stuff like that, he still felt like he had an edge. Yes. Right up until that, you know, up, up until he died. But the last last game he ever played, you could feel that edge on him somehow. So Jalen Brown, congratulations, uh, three hundred and four million dollars. Somebody texted in what we were talking about. This means they have to capital have to do the same with Jason Tatum. How do you build depth around that? Yeah, they're gonna just pray that the luxury tax number goes. To like, I don't know, a billion dollars or something? It's crazy. To help him out? Somebody asked one of my thoughts on the Celtics going forward. As long as you have Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, you're going to be in contention to go to the finals Mm -hmm. every year or get to the Eastern Conference finals. You just got to keep building around those guys. The Celtics got pretty screwed with Malcolm Brogdon and – his play. Yes, he was hurt in the playoffs, but he was a six-man a year. They were dependent on him a lot more than what he gave them. And then, obviously, those Miami Heat guys, Gabe Vincent, who's now with the Lakers, Struess, who's now in Cleveland, all those guys were huge and hit big threes. Jimmy Butler, Bam on the bio, obviously. But, yeah, as long as Jason Tan and Jalen Brown are on that squad, both of those guys, top 15 players in the league, they're always going to be in contention to compete. All right, so those two big deals we wanted to get out there. Also, speaking of deals, a lot of folks talking about an Arch Manning deal. We'll tell you why coming up. Plus, why are they worried in Ann Arbor? Followed by why aren't they worried in Ann Arbor? We will tell you on the horn. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, Determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Chad and Zay. I feel like I should know this. Um, okay, is this song called Don't Be Cruel? Yes. So is this BBD? BBD. Belle Bebe DeVoe? Oh, man. No? That's oh, no, 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 my bad. This is Bobby Brown. There we go. Bobby Brown. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that was low-key insulting, but yeah, also kinda. you were close enough. I give you respect. I was in his I was in his yeah. neighborhood, right? Literally, I was in the neighborhood. That's what it was. This is like a, a double song. This isn't obviously a cover of like Elvis's Don't Be Cruel, because you played that yesterday with Cheap Trick. This is just a song named Don't Be Cruel. This is a big hit for him, too. Oh man. This album was yeah. huge. This is the album My Prerogative and yeah. all that on it. Uh-huh. He's wearing those pants and never wearing a shirt. And oh, yeah. Women were passing yeah, out in the aisles. Blazer with no shirt underneath. And you know the blazer would come off by the end of the show. And he would bring women on stage and 
dry hump them and stuff, and it was okay since it was 88. He was dry humping the stage. Oh, yeah, bring a bed out on the stage oh, and stuff. Oh, my God. The stuff he did to those beds <laughs> back in the day was like, whoa, Bobby, what, what are you doing? Um, all right, who was was it you who was telling me yes. that their mother wouldn't let him go see Bobby Brown because of what he did with no, the bed? my mom took my sisters and her friends that's what it was. to see Bobby, and he brought out the bed, and that's why my parents never took me to concerts because they learned very early it's risky. Bobby Brown ruined it. See, we had parents in our town that heard that Motley Crue killed chickens on stage, and that made them not want to go, let their kids couldn't go to any shows. That was just them hearing conjecture. At least your parents had the hard, pardon that expression, your parents had the evidence. Right, they had the evidence of what it was going to be. I don't want to see him up there doing that to the bed. Yeah, Bobby Brown getting us started. How do you think Bobby Brown's doing today? I hope he's all right. You know, he's been through a lot. Been through a lot. Hey, we sometimes we've been accused of talking too much substances uh, on this show when we get into music. But here's another one for for the kids. Kids, go look up interviews with Bobby Brown over the years, and then ask yourself: Can certain drugs change the way my face looks? And maybe even change the way my jaw works. Oh, yeah. Go look at Bobby Brown. and Because for them it was, was it meth he got into? Really hard? Dang, I didn't know he went that deep. I thought it was just a little, you know, snort, snort. I don't know if it was crystal meth or whatever it was. He got wow. into something. And, dude, I'm telling you, his jaw changed. Yo, him and Whitney, they were on one. It's like part of his head was his age and part of his head was 65 years yeah. old all of a sudden. It was weird. I always come to Bobby's defense. Like, love Whitney. She's a legend, her own right, R.I.P. But everybody blames him for her demise. Yeah, it's a lot more complex it's than It's very that. complex. Go watch that documentary if y'all haven't seen it. Yeah. That, that two, two-and-a-half-hour documentary on that last tour they had, and they finally released the videos years and years later, it'll really open your eyes to some stuff. And we've seen biopics on both, Bobby Brown and Whitney Houston, separately. I want to see one on Whitney's homegirl. Oh, right. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because yeah. I don't know where she is. I don't know if she's alive or not. But, yeah, yeah during the time where, obviously, people would have looked the other – or not looked the other way. Oh, excuse yeah. Me, they would have been – Would have ruined a career. Ruined their career. Absolutely, yeah. if that would have came out and stuff. And, wow. Yeah, very complex, that relationship. No doubt. No doubt. And there's no other show in the world that could get that much conversation out of a Bobby Brown song. So there you go. Not even Bobby Brown's people would do that. Bobby Brown starting us today. We'll get into, uh, in the crap bag today, I'm going to break down some NFL throwbacks and alternate uniforms for you because I saw one today that is so stupid. We must discuss it. I don't know why this team keeps making the same mistake, but they have. So we'll discuss that. Plus, I'll tell you some of the good and bad that I've seen uh, in the last few weeks as the NFL uh, continues to throw these unis out. All right, uh, let's talk about one of your quarterbacks, Zay. It's not the quarterback that's going to start, presumably, in 23. It's not even the guy who's going to back him up, but it is the biggest name in that room. It is Arch Manning. If you're wondering why everybody's talking Arch Manning today, it's because Arch technically has his first NIL deal. Now, if you remember, the family, I can't remember if it was Cooper or who or uh, Archie or whoever it was that... Yeah, I thought it was Grandpa. Yeah, maybe Grandpa let it out that they had come to an agreement at one point that they didn't want him to do NIL until he was playing. Uh huh. And then he got on campus and started asking for money from home, and they were like, "Okay, <laughs> you can make your own money. We know how much you're worth. Maybe we should alter this a little bit." That might have been it. That might have been it. So what he's done is he has become a Panini America 
exclusive athlete. And if you don't know what this is, I'm not talking about sandwiches. Panini America is a company that deals with uh, name, image, and likeness when it comes to autographs. So he has now become exclusive to them, where that's where his autograph will be. Uh, By the way, Quinn Ewers is the same thing, a Panini America guy. So they've partnered up, and their first project is a one-of-one card, an autograph card, and the proceeds, all the proceeds from this card will go to St. David's Healthcare and St. David's Foundation in Austin. Arch says, among other things, working with Panini to have my first trading card benefit the larger community is special. Helping children live healthy and fulfilling lives is something that has always been important to my family. So I heard the guys talking about it on Light the Tower and Zay, I don't know that we we obviously don't know the specific deal. Does this mean Arch has already gotten some NIL money? I don't know. Are they just setting it up for later? But I do love this idea that you can use it to raise all these proceeds. I think at the end of Light the Tower, the guy said it was up over thirty thousand. The bid Ooh. it was at ten, then it was at twelve, and I think it's now jumped to like thirty. There's still four days left. If you bid and you win it, not only you get to meet Arch. You get to, I think, throw football, throw the ball with him. You get to have a meal with him, and I think you get to be there for like the presentation of the check to St. David's. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, it being that hefty, I would kind of want Peyton and Eli to fly in so I could meet them, maybe get some autographs or something like that, and then, you know, probably sell those to get some of this money back. You know, I'm trying to be a businessman about it. But, yeah, yeah, everything, yeah, Arch Manning, capitalize on your name, dog. That's what this is all about. Might be a little rude to look over his shoulder looking for uncles. That's probably, you know. How's that rude? That might be a little rude. I mean, to who? There for Arch. To Arch. If you're only looking for Peyton and Eli. The reason why it's this much money is because a big reason because of Peyton and Eli. You serious? The what? name, the last name. Not uh, we say Arch, yes, for obvious reasons. The Manny name yeah, is the reason why this is that high. Yes, he's a very good player, but we're talking about a guy that might be third string QB this no, year. I got that part. I'm just saying I might not make the first question. Yo, where's your uncle? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> when you be meet the him, first question. Right. You know, maybe the third it's or in there. fourth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I. I love this, and I love the fact I heard the guys talking about different guys signing over the years. This has become this is a part of it to me that, that is so cut and dry. There's such a good cut and dryness to this, a black and whiteness to this that it should be above the table. And for years and years, and there's probably guys out there right now, former players driving around listening to the show. They signed. They, they're thinking right now of how much stuff they signed and never got paid for it. Right. Tons of stuff gets signed over the years. And don't just tell me it was when they became a pro. Because y'all aren't that naive. Y'all know there was stuff out there getting signed. And they'd sit, sit guys down. Ricky Williams, Major Applewhite, Earl Campbell, whoever you want to talk about. And I'm sure they sat them in front of all these helmets and they signed and they signed and they signed. And for some reason, when NFL guys did it, they got paid. Yep. But when you made the college guys do it, they just were doing it out of the goodness of their heart or they worked something under the table and figured it out that way. Now everything is out in the open. And Quinn Ewers and Arch Manning are a part of this group. And uh, the autograph thing is obviously huge. And now he will get – and maybe he doesn't even get a – again, he won't get a cut of this one. All proceeds go into this deal. But he's established the relationship, Zay, which is big. So now the collector people know when Arch Manning is ready to go full blast on autograph stuff, Panini is going to run the whole thing and they know where to go. And then Arch can make a lot of money. Yeah, and I respect Arch, too. If you've seen the video, it looks like he just got out of bed. 
and said, yo, do this video for us for a good cause. You know, it's going to benefit everybody that's a part of it. And I, I like that. I don't need, like, I, I, with watching quarterback with Kirk Cousins on Netflix and stuff like that, like, I don't need you to be iced out and, you know, worried about Cam Newton stuff. Like, I I'm good with just I care about football. I don't care about my looks. Like, I'll do this NIL stuff, but at yeah. the end of the day, I want to get better on the field. I respect that. Sure, be who you are. Be who you are. That's all I care about. It, it, you know, Kirk Cousins doesn't need to be wearing Cam Newton's hats. Just like Cam Newton, if that's who he is, wear the hat, dude. I don't care. Cut the hole in the top and pull your hair up through it. I think it looks weird, but if that's you, go. Do what you do. It's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. It I get it. Do what you do, be you. But as a quarterback, kind of like your backwards hat take, I don't need all the flash. I really don't. Yeah. I could do without that. Like you could look fly and also look classy at the same time. Cam Newton at times, and we've heard him talk and stuff like that throughout the years. Now he's definitely more humble than what he was at one point of his career. But there were times where it was just like, "Look at me." We remember what happened after the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, that was you know that was he didn't go about that the right way. So yeah, there's a lot of things you could do without. But I appreciate the man. I'm just getting out of bed. I'm go brush my teeth, wash my face, my hair, whatever. Yeah. Let's do what I got to do for business, and let's get back on the field so I can work on my game. Yeah. Best of luck to them uh, raising as much money as they can. Uh, our man CB lets us know the bid is currently at thirty thousand one hundred dollars. CB, did he also say that they're bootlegging it already. Oh, they're saying that the people are getting on him about the signature. Saying oh. he has a weird signature or whatever. Oh, come on, man. You know, people are going to find something. To, they'll, they'll find something to uh, to get on. He can work on that. He can. He can work on that signature. I think it's a really cool deal. Uh, so good for him, and uh, hopefully they do raise a lot of money there. Also, the other quick college football story, if you didn't see it, there's multiple reports that Jim Harbaugh at Michigan is going to have to serve a suspension for, if you don't remember this story, it's NCAA violations, recruiting violations. I think it goes back to COVID, where they had all the different rules and they broke some rules, and Harbaugh lied to the investigators. So, uh, Big shock. Jim Harbaugh was weird talking to someone. That didn't shock me at all when I heard that story. I thought, oh, well, of course he did. Um, so he was a little strange, and, and they didn't think he was truthful. So here's how they're going to punish him, apparently, with a four-game suspension. Zay, would you like to read the first four games of their schedule to the people, or would you like me to do it? You got it. I can't the, even believe it. The Michigan Wolverines will be hosting East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, and Rutgers. Well done, NCAA. Not even a home, not even a roadie. Not even one road game. Big house all four. They don't play Penn State, Michigan State, or Ohio State until October 21st or later. Well done. Well, well read, NCAA. Well played. Yeah, and you know, he he don't care. And nobody at Michigan cares because he beat that team the last two years that he struggled with ever since he got to Michigan. When you beat Ohio State twice, you can get away with a lot of stuff. So I think the people in Ann Arbor, they could care less. And the talent that they have up there, the talent that he's built, and, you know, McCarthy, I think he's going to have a terrific year. And they were right there beating TCU you know, a couple plays away on getting to the national championship where a lot of people think it would have been way more competitive than that 65-7 yeah. route that Georgia put on the Horn Frogs. So 
uh, yeah, this means nothing. They're going to go 4-0. and He'll come back, and they'll probably go undefeated until that Ohio State game like they usually do. Yeah, uh, Zay, if you and I were the coaches at Michigan, we'd, we'd beat Rutgers. They went to Rutgers and won 52-17 last year. Fun. That's fun. Now, it was 20-13 to the year before then, so I'll, I'll, give them, I'll give them that. They were a little bit close. But they usually handle Rutgers. So that is the Jim Harbaugh story. Not a lot uh, to get into there. So minor infractions, if you will, and uh, it is a minor kind of p- penalty with those first four games. So one of the assistants will coach him for those first four. So a lot of college football out there. we got pro football to discuss as we've gotten into the Saquon Barkley signing. We still need to get into the Dallas Cowboys. Later on, we're going to try to check in at Cowboys camp. They'll open it officially tomorrow. Haley Sutton, host and reporter for the Cowboys who we've had on. We'll try to uh, catch up with her at 2.05 and we got to talk about this Zach Martin story. Cowboy fans, do you realize he didn't even get on the plane? He's not yeah. with he is not with him in Oxnard. He is planning a holdout. So we do need to get into that story. We'll also get into more of the NFC East and AFC East at 105. They play each other, and the Cowboys and Aaron Rodgers get together early this season. Up next, though, let's talk crap bag. Alternate and throwback NFL looks, the good and the bad, including a team in the AFC that just can't stop doing the wrong thing. Next on the horn. B and E. You talked about how you're gay. What'd you give your brother the uh... sleeper? Sleeper. Chad and Zay. Oh yes, indeed. Duran Duran and a view to a kill. That's right. Yeah, James Bond song. Nothing wrong with that. Duran Duran, Bobby Brown. I think the Duran Duran show already went through town with uh, Nile Rodgers and Sheik opening up. I saw that show the last time they came through. Great show. I was really impressed with Duran Duran Live. Uh, That was cool to see. All right, so Duran Duran and Bobby Brown getting us started today. I don't think Bobby's out on tour, but hey, a lot of people are, so maybe he'll get back out there at some point. Um, Chad and Zay with you on this Tuesday. Real quick, we'll get into, again, we'll dig more into the Cowboys story, but again, Zach Martin did not go with the Cowboys to Oxnard. He is looking for more money. He's about $7 million away from a guy like Quentin Nelson. And I didn't realize this, Zay, the Cowboys have reworked his deal five straight years. In March, they restructured the contract for the fifth straight year to create cap space. They turned $12 million of his $13.5 million base salary into a signing bonus. He signed through 24, and as a result of the restructuring, his cap figure next year is $23 million plus. So Cowboys have to figure that out. They're also trying to work out things with Trayvon Diggs, CeeDee Lamb, and Terrence Steele, according to the story I'm looking at here from ESPN. So... Keep that in mind as we get ready to talk NFC East with the Cowboys and AFC East with Buffalo and the Jets with Rodgers and, of course, the Patriots and whatever that Miami Dolphins team is going to be as well. All right, speaking of the NFL, let's get into some alternate uniforms in the crap bag. I'll tell you who's doing well and who's screwing up. Chad's crap bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just think of a bag of crap. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. I don't know why these NFL teams do not just call me to be their quality control guy on the uniform. Maybe that should be my next job. Maybe that's what I should be doing, looking looking into the uniforms. All right, so let's go to the two teams Peyton Manning played for, because apparently they're the ones screwing up, in my mind, the most. We'll start with Denver. 
Zay, did you see the Denver thing yet? And what they're about to do? Yeah. Oh, dear Lord. They call it the alternate, the snow-capped alternate helmet. They're going to wear a white helmet with the old D sticker on it. Yeah. Okay, Denver. Look, they finally changed this rule after eight years. They changed the one-shell color rule. So for the love of Steve Atwater, wear the helmet the right way. Wear that shade of blue with that D. It's not difficult. Elway, Mecklenburg, Ricky Nateel, uh, what was the spider's name? The, the guy, Sammy Winder. Pick any guy you want of that era and wear that helmet. Zay, I do not understand why the Broncos can't figure out how to pay tribute to a team. I understand in those uniforms that did not win the Super Bowl. I get that. But they went to the Super Bowl over and over. They had some badass teams. That's the team that orchestrated the drive in those uniforms. Steve, again, Atwater made that hit on Okoye in those uniforms. Pay respect and do it the right way. I don't understand them. Yeah, that blue helmet is iconic, so I don't know why they wouldn't go to that. It really makes no sense. I mean, and d- they're just trying too hard. Yeah, and did you see what they're going to do with the jersey and the pants along with the white helmet? Let's get even worse. Orange on orange. Orange on orange orange with a white hat looks awful. Let's go to the other team Peyton Manning played for, the Colts. Have you seen these black helmets they're going to wear? Yeah, we talked about it. Me and Keenan Womack. So normally the black helmet is a cool idea. But with the Colts, it makes it's going to make them look headless, especially when you go blue on blue. And then you don't have enough white in there. You're the Colts. If you don't know you need to embrace white in your uniform, then I can't help you. It'd be like the Texas Longhorns walking out on a field with no white on their uniforms. Or taking it away to the point where we all went, wait a minute, where's the white? Colts, here's what you should have tried. A black helmet with a white horseshoe. And how about a white face mask on a black helmet? That's, that's weird and outside the box. But it also might have worked a little better than what you just did. As far as the others that have been announced, I'll roll through it. Zay, you know I'm a Bucks guy, so I'm going to tell you that the cream sickles are awesome. And again, they're going to throw out, they'll throw back that whole stadium. It's going to be awesome when they do it for a home game. Y'all will love it. Patriots and the Minutemen, well done. They'll make it look classy. That is great. We talked about the Oilers thing. Tennessee should never wear that. I don't know why they're doing it. The Jets, I think, are screwing up slightly. They're going with the old Jets on the side, the Ken O'Briens, the Mark Gastineaus, the Freeman McNeils, but they're going to go with the glossy green, the shiny green they wear now. Don't do that. That's what Denver does. Denver yeah. just takes the sticker and, and puts it on there. Don't do that. Go with the flatter green. That's a better idea. If you're going to do it and throw back, throw back all the way, like Seattle is doing. Bravo to Seattle. They're going to pull out the Jim Zorns and the Steve Largents, and they're going to look really cool doing it. I might bring that Seahawk up a little further on the side of the helmet. They've made that stripe a little shorter than I want it to be, but that's a technical thing. They'll look great. The Browns are going to look stupid in those white helmets. I don't know what they're doing. You're the Cleveland Browns. So they look like Texas. That helmet. Right, that helmet. like a University of Texas vibe. It's not their signature. Your signature is that color helmet. Wear the orange helmet. I'll even let you put something on it if you want to. I think that would be a better idea than this. See, as a Texas fan, I think that's why I like it. 
You like it because it's a clean white. Because it's a clean, the clean white, white look. Yeah. yeah, and it just it doesn't make sense for them but, to but, me. But you're right. Like I, I mean, the Browns. I have no relationship with them ever. Like you definitely do with your wife being an AFC North fan. Yeah, but, she's trained to hate them. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> so you see that jersey a lot more than I do. But yeah, you're right. That orange. You gotta keep the orange. It's just kind of yeah, that is weird. Uh, the Vikings are gonna go back to let's say the Tommy Kramers. Uh, if you're back in in that era and remember Tommy, um, you know Anthony Carter and, and those guys, Chris Dolman. Um, but uh, yeah, so I like that. That's gonna be a good solid old school look where they go back to the more two dimensional um, Viking horn on the side. I think that's gonna look good. And they they just need to make sure the thing they may screw up on is they may not get the right purple on the helmet. They gotta flatten that look out. Um, I think the Dolphins may go back and they've been throwing back nicely lately going with the dolphin with the tail down the old school bob greasy look and i hate to admit it zay but i think another team that's about to nail this throwback idea is the eagles i think they're gonna crush this because they're gonna hit those jaworskis the 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 harold carmichael's with like the lighter green yes they're gonna go with that light green that flat light green with the old school wing on it i don't Uh, know why they went to the darker green that always makes no sense to me a lot of teams do that patriots did that yeah a lot of teams go to the darker color and get away from what they were rocking you know, in the 90s and 80s. Yeah, they're going to go kind of to the Herm Edwards, what Herm Edwards wore when he was an Eagle. I think that's actually going to look really, really sharp. So some teams are doing a good job. I think some teams are just kind of outthinking themselves. And I'll put the Colts and the Broncos in that category. I never rooted for those Broncos. I never rooted for those Elway teams for some reason. They just didn't do it for me. But that uni is iconic. Yeah. It's so iconic, and you've got to get it right. It's like if Washington would ever allow themselves to throw back to the Redskin days, which they won't do for the, the kind of you know, social reasons and stuff. But if they ever did, they'd have to get it right. I hated them. I'm a Cowboys fan. But they always look pretty sharp. And you got to get those. You got to get those looks right. Can't wait for this season in the NFL where people can now do the full throwback and everybody gets those right. So to the Denver's, to the New York teams that seem to be a little lazy with it, just you got to fully commit to your idea. Just fully commit when you throw back. Don't just throw back a little bit. Throw all the way back. Do what the Bucks are doing. Do what the Seahawks are doing. Do what the Patriots are doing. Let us all have those memories of of going back. Oh, when Atlanta busts out that ah, red helmet. Yeah. Whoo! I get Sharp. it. When I watch the quarterback doc and seeing Mariota in that red helmet from last year, just gets me excited. Just gets me excited. The Bartkowski helmet from back in the day. God, I love that. Gerald Riggs and all those guys that wore it. All right, so Tommy Nobis would have worn that helmet. The great Texas legend. Absolutely. When he became a Falcon, he would have been wearing that red uh, red hat back in the day. All right, there's your crab bag. Just kind of cleaning out some things on these uniforms. We'll see how it looks in 2023. A lot of good college and pro unis that are out there. Heck, we've been telling you about high school helmets that are being unveiled in this area. It is awesome. Speaking of the NFL, let's go to the East coming up. NFC East with the Cowboys and the rest. And, of course, the NFC champions in that division, plus the AFC East. The champs didn't come out of that division, but there are definitely a couple of teams and stories to keep an eye on. We'll break all that down coming up. In your flex segment at 1.30, we'll talk about the special teams guys, including some dangerous return men in the area that make the all-flex watch list. Don't move. This is The Horn.